welcome back to another podcast. Uh, man, this one's going to be one of our special episodes. We've been wanting to do this for a while. We've had some listeners that have asked about it, so we're going to kind of get right into it. What we're going to do is interview uh, each other on uh, who we are and really introduce you guys to who we are, what we kind of do. Um, there might be some things that we still kind of leave out just due to our jobs um, specifically, but we'll try to give you guys a better idea um, of our background and why we kind of started this podcast and where uh, where it's going and where we see God uh, doing things uh, in our lives and what we kind of see for the near future. So for this episode, I'm going to interview Ashton and kind of let you guys get a chance to get to know who he is. So Ashton... Can you tell me just a little bit of like you know what what is it that you do uh, in the army right now? What is it? What what is your job? What do you, what do you do? Yeah, uh, currently right now, um, I am in special forces. Currently, um, that's what I've been doing for the last couple years. Um, I have been in the military for about ten years now, um, and it has been a roller coaster to say the least. Um, not it's definitely had its highs and it's definitely had its lows um and i'm very thankful for the opportunities that i've gotten and the things i've gotten to be able to do um yeah so that's how that's what i'm currently doing right now okay so how many how many years have you been been in special forces uh just about four now okay yeah okay so man um what did you do prior to that were you did, did Basically, I know some of our listeners know like there's a pipeline and there's some yeah. things. Did you did you go come in through like we call it the 18 X-ray program, mm-hmm. or did you did you start as a different uh, you know MOS or job and then do yeah. something else? So, so I started out um, actually as an 11 X-ray. I joined right out of high school, um, and it was pretty funny too because, and I hope this doesn't sound negative when I say this, but I just kind of thought when I came in the military that. People were just gonna be like a a lot more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe athletic. Maybe maybe that sounds harsh, but um, so I guess when I came in as an 11 X-ray, I was just kind of assuming that the infantry platform, if you will, or uh, was gonna be, um, I guess, a little different than what I had anticipated prior to. Um, but it was funny because I, I went to basic training and I got there and uh, they were like, hey, man, uh, you want to try and jump out of airplanes? And I was like, uh, sh- sure, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, all right, cool. So then I had the opportunity to go to airborne school. And when I got there, they were like, hey, man, you want you, you want to be a ranger? And I was like, oh, I've heard of ranger school. Yeah, let's go check that out. And they're like, no, not ranger school, man. Like, do you, you want to try and go to ranger regiment? So I at that time I went to RASP. Okay. And so I, all that to say, sorry, I mean, long-winded, but I spent my first three and a half years, um, well, it took me about a year to get there, but once I got to Ranger Regiment, I spent the next three and a half years in Ranger Regiment. Okay. And then following that is when I, um, you know, tried out, for lack of a better term, for Special Forces, and that that's where I've been at now. Okay. Okay. Wow. So where were you stationed when you were uh, in Ranger Regiment? I was in Washington. Okay. Yeah. And how'd you like the weather up there? Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> you know, it's funny because people talk about it and it's like, you know, 
oh man, it rains all the time. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, not a big deal. No, you get there and it's like, and it's not even like a real rain. It's like a mist rain. And it's just like, it's more annoying than anything else. Um, but Washington is beautiful, man. Like, I had an opportunity to go up to Rainier, yeah. Mount Rainier, and, um, you know, the hiking over there is beautiful. And I yeah. mean, the, the, the state is fantastic. Yeah. So. So tell me about a little bit about, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, going to RASP and just the, yeah. the amount of energy and training that went through RASP yeah. and then also then doing special forces and going through that assessment mm-hmm. selection. Kind of asking you about both of them. What was harder or do you, would you say they felt the same oh, mentally? Like where were you at? Like in those, you know, at that time, like what was that difficult? You know, that's for? a really good question. And. And I think a lot of times, like, you'll see the, the special ops comparison stuff on, you know, YouTube videos yeah. or, like, who's tougher, Navy SEALs or Special Forces or, you know, Rangers or, you know, PJs, I, you know, back comparison. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, that kind of stuff. And I know for me, like, in regards to that, I was, I was, just, my ages were so different and my maturity level was so different. Um... I thought everything was hard. <laughs> I didn't think anything was easy. I think some dudes would be like, oh, man, I crushed that. It breezed through it. For me, it was all difficult. I never thought anything was easy. So if you could take something from RASP and then you could take something from when you were going through uh, you know, SFAS, yeah. what would be your two things that you would say like changed you at, in both, at both, uh-huh. of those, both of those times? So in RASP, what changed you that made you feel like, man, okay, this helped me for my, this season of life. Yeah. And then when you got into SFAS and you got it passed that and you went through there and, be, you know, became qualified as Special yeah. Forces, a Green Beret, what what were both of those? Like, what was your, I guess, you know, looking at the next level, what made you kind of go, okay, like, what changed and kind of clicked in your head? Yeah, it, it's funny. I feel like my time in the military has been just, I mean, growing, obviously, but I feel like it's been a very... Like, God never put me through anything I wasn't ready for, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going through RASP. There was a, there's a ruck march you have to do. It's, I think it was an eight-miler. It's been a long time, so I can't remember yeah. exactly. I think it was an eight-miler, but, and I remember I failed the time standard. You know, you had whatever it was, a 45-pound ruck dry or whatever it is, yeah. and you cover the eight miles in a certain amount of time. And I remember I failed the, the time standard, so I had to retake this ruck march. And it was one of those things where they just put us on a track and they were just like, all right, you're going to retest eight laps, ready, go. And I remember that during this time, uh, excuse me, I had had, I think I had an upper respiratory infection. Like I was pretty sick and pretty much everybody is because you live in the barracks and you're with, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. Everybody gets sick. It's just, you go through it. Um, but I remember like this specific time we retested this ruck march and my feet were so like so destroyed I started bleeding out of my boots like the the <laughs> the blisters or whatever you want to call them it was bad mm-hmm. but I remember being about halfway through that and thinking to myself I was like man if if I could get through this like I'd be able to accomplish anything you know just I remember having these these thoughts you know um and you know by the grace of God I did you know, um, and you fast forward and then going through ranger school, you know, you have very similar experiences where you're like, man, if I could get through this, like I could, I could get through anything, you know, um, and then you fast forward again and then you go to, you know, 
uh, you know, selection processes or whatnot. Um, and you think to yourself, you know, man, this is, this is, you know, whatever. Um, I will say that with, uh, my, my personal experience with land navigation is that is a much more individual because it's a more individual task mm -hmm. and it's much more, I mean, it's problem solving. It's pr pretty much problem solving at its, at its, you know, base, you know, I, I find that that is a, it's a wonderful tool and assessment for seeing where somebody is, you know, cognitive, cognitively under stress, mm -hmm. you know, um, but with all that said, it's funny how, for me, I took all these experiences and I yeah. said, you know, man, if, if I could do this, I would be so tough or I would be able to accomplish all these things. And it's just interesting to me that, you know, all the things that I've quote unquote accomplished in the, in the army, I don't, I don't feel any different. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just the Lord's way of teaching us that, like, I'm the one that carried you through. Like, I was always there for you. And, you know, I think a lot of times when we're in the lowest parts is when we cry out to the Lord, yeah. right? But then when we're on the hilltops, we forget about him. Yeah. And I know for me, having what I felt was like that roller coaster ride of like, you know, so you have the low lows and the high highs is I just feel like, we so easily forget that he's the reason we made it through and that he was there in the low, the, you know, the valley and he's also on the hilltop. And I think for me, like, it's very easy to, and, you, and you'll see a lot of these guys too, right? Like guys that are, you know, Navy SEAL and now he's doing this or SF dude, and now he's doing this. It's like my, my, the whole point of this interview and this podcast is has nothing to do with Dave and I. Yeah. It has everything to do with letting people know that Jesus changes lives and that ultimately, you know, it, it this thing is about the personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And, and that's it, man. So what I, <laughs> I would like to eventually kind of talk to where that really has started changing in the last couple of years for you um, and kind of how that relates into your job now and kind of like, okay, well, how does the special forces guy now, you know, who, you know, I look and I say is on fire for Jesus wants to see people's lives change. How does that work? But I kind of want to go back still a little bit more and saying, we were talking about how your, your mind changed and mm. some things changed. I know when I went through some, um, I've went through some, uh, you know, interviews, assessments and stuff like that. And then even going through your own, um, as you, the more and more you, you are challenged and you're going through and physically, I think there's a couple things, critical thinking, um, your yeah. abil ability to critically think yeah. changes. And I think that's something that, uh, would you say that that probably has happened for you? Like problem solving, critical thinking, really the ability to be able to do it a lot faster. Um, has that changed for you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, um, along with that, I think. I think you know you and I have had this discussion before, but what I view as hard work is so different than what it was, yeah. you know, fifteen years ago. Yeah, you know. Um, I think that goes into like the mental capacity too. Yeah, like the ability to say, "Oh, that's not hard," because it's something that you're like, "Okay, what would have taken me five hours to complete <laughs> back in the day?" Because I just didn't understand it. Right. Now goes to where you say. Okay, hey, I already know how this works. I know how 
this component does this. So to get to this point, right. <laughs> I just need to make this happen. Right. right. Um, and so you know how long, how much energy you're going to have to put into something. For sure. Okay. For sure. Yeah. So, okay. Got that out of the way and, and that insane. So you definitely would say, hey, there was an increase of your, um, you know, your mental capacity and your problem solving. For sure. Um, but even so, you know, you and I have had conversations about with how God's kind of how, how he's changed your life and yes. kind of really increased that that part of that as well. When we're talking about mental capacity and mm-hmm. your ability to deal with problems and stuff in your life. Um, can you talk to me a little bit more about how that has changed for you and why, you know, why we're kind of doing this podcast, why we, why we decided to start having these conversations, putting this on record, because, you know, it, it's very easy for some of our listeners to go, well, you, you don't have anything to prove. You don't need anything. You don't need to explain to us, you know, what you do or why, why is what you do in being a Christian is so important. How how do how does that combine? Yeah. Well, and I, and we have, we've talked about it in our identity episode um, a lot, but you know, I chased you know the quote unquote military dream for so long, and through that process, and this is why we're telling you all this through that process, you know, I really found Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. You know, you can. You can verbalize that story any way you want, but that's really what happened. And, you know, I'll share a little quick story just to kind of, uh, you know, make this will kind of all come you know, full circle, if you will. But when I was 16 years old, I remember seeing a, uh, a recruiting video for, you know, special ops, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, seeing that video and going, man, like, if if a dude could get through that, like, that dude is like... He could do anything, man. Like, he's he's a stud, you know, whatever. About that same time, I remember going to the gym, and I, I saw a dude bench press 400 pounds. And I remember seeing him, I'm like, man, the amount of hard work that that would take to get there, like, and you have to be, like, genetically somewhat, you know, I don't want to say gifted, but you at least have to have some genetic strength to be able to get to that level, like, if you could do that, like, there's nothing this dude couldn't accomplish. Like, the hard work that that put in to get there and, you know, and I remember then about that same time I found out about uh, dive school and basically watching these dudes like drown in a pool and somehow live, you know, and I'm like, like these dudes, these dudes come back from the dead, you know, like yeah. thinking just, I was 16 years old, man, like I had some crazy thoughts, you know, um, but I remember looking at that and I said, man, like if someone could accomplish those tasks, like they would be able to do anything and ready to tackle anything. Well, an incredibly long story short, I have accomplished those three tasks. And by the grace of God, I have been successful. But when I finished all three of those tasks, I felt no different than I did when I was 16 years old. In some regards, right? Because I obviously have learned life lessons. There's no doubt about it. But in some regards, I have felt the exact same. And, you know, through these experiences and through going through all this process, I took a step back and I was like, I found myself wanting to go further into the military and I went through some other training and was, and I failed, you know, and the Lord used some of these experiences in my life to basically say, wait a minute, when, when is good enough, good enough? Mm. 
You know, like yeah. when when is when are, when have you quote unquote made it in your mind? So you had this internal wrestling with like why, <laughs> like right. why am I continuing? This? And I paused and I I was like, man. And to to uh, clarify something, one of the courses that I failed was I realized was so emotionally devastating for me that I was like, man, like I was full blown having like depression thoughts of like, man, I'm not worth it. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. Like, and blah, 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 all these things. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm still a man. I'm still a father. I still have boys. Like what is wrong with me? What is going on? But Dave, I needed that experience in my life for the Lord to show me that my identity was being found in what I was doing. And more importantly, I was spending all my time, energy, and efforts in making these things in the military happen. And, you know, the Lord used all this training that, that I've been through and all these things that I've done to bring me to himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was through, these pro- through this process that I really found that my identity and who I am is found in Christ, in Christ alone. Wow. And I think that's that's really good for, um, like I said, for our listeners to hear. And I know we were joking back that we've had some friends of ours that our listeners have said, man, you guys need to talk about <laughs> who you guys yeah. are on this. And we kind of went back and forth on it and what we do. But it really does, kind of, you know, exactly what you just said, explains kind of where where you're at and why, why things have have why you need to tell your story and why, you know, we're talking out these things is because you realize that there was just something more. There's mm-hmm. something more to it. There was more purpose to to your life than just trying to attain the next award on, on your chest. Right. Um, absolutely. I, I, I appreciate you sharing that, man. Um, kind of, you know, going even a little bit further, um, where do you kind of see God doing with you now? Like, as you're going, you know, we, we've had these challenges. Yeah. We're like, hey, you know, we still got to deploy. We still got to go and, and um, you know, we're both active duty. There's things that we got to do. But where do you see God now taking you to your next, into your next level of, how, how do you balance that? How do you still balance being, hey, an active duty soldier, a father, um, a son, um, a, a husband to your, you know to your to your wife. Like, how do you do all this <laughs> and still do what you what got you feel like God's calling you? Well, and and that's that's the reason we're here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love that question because that's the iron effect. Is that you know ultimately, I I can't balance all those things. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that. That's what these like some of these podcasts do. Like some of these dudes, are like I have all the answers. Like no, I don't have all the answers. Right. Jesus has all the answers. Yep. And I made a commitment to Jesus, and walking through life with Him. And more importantly, the whole point of the Iron Effect is that hey, you need to have brothers and brothers in your life who are keeping you accountable, and and, and you are walking through you know, struggles with and, and fighting the fight together. You know, you don't go to war by yourself. Mm -hmm. And so why would you walk in the spiritual, you know, realm and inside by yourself? You know, you wouldn't. And so, you know, for me, I I would just 
say to our listeners that, you know, that's the point of this podcast, which is we're trying to balance all these things that we're doing to the very best of our ability and doing it in community is, is the absolute best way of doing it. You know, in, in Christianese, we use this term discipleship, right? We use, you know, discipling each other, you know, which is basically a fancy word for saying Dave and I get together and, and talk about real life and how, you know, we're striving to be more like Christ and, and how to effectively encourage in and, you know, uh, you know, not necessarily, uh, what's the word, I'm not, not criticize, but, you know, instruct each other on, on how to do that, you know. Um, I mean, that's that's the whole point of this of this podcast. Yeah, and I think the turning point, and you, you've talked about this before, a turning point for you was not necessarily compartmentalizing Christianity mm-hmm. or what you believe into in your life, but really intertwining it within your life. And you, you, you said, hey, I need to kind of live it day in and day out. Because we, when you were like, hey, I felt good for you to go to church on Sunday, but then still something was empty. Or I'll read my Bible when I'm out and all alone and I've got nothing else better to do, but it still wasn't filling you up the way that you felt. And so what you started telling me, you know, and we've been actually, you know, we've been doing this for the past couple of years. Right. Um, but it's just... Constantly getting into the Bible, getting into the Word, talking, sharing with each other. Um, and it's really changed and impacted us because it's starting to become more of us. And it's not trying to get overly preachy or trying to have that, uh, you know, some for people to feel like, oh, man, that all they're going to do is talk about God and this and that. No, we're talking about some real issues, but it's also a part of us. Like, it's who we are yeah. now. And that's what we're trying to explain is we don't just say it's a, it's a section of our life, but it's... It's it's encompasses everything. Yeah. Um, so just the way as my kids are a part of me, <laughs> they're not just a segmented, you know, they're not my off, just my offspring. They right. they are a part of me. Right. It's that's what we're trying to explain is that it's a really it's fully a part of our our of our life. Um, yeah. As we kind of get ready to close on on this, man, um, what do you what would you want to say to uh, know people that may know you <laughs> yeah uh that may have questions of going man like i i've worked with you i know i know your your background i know i know what we do it's hard yeah. um what what would you want to share to them in the sense of you know we've talked about we're like we're, in, we're we're not perfect <laughs> we're not perfect by any means but what would you want to share to them and help them understand what it is for for them to go to the next level. Yeah. Um, I think first and foremost would be to say that I've made all the mistakes. Period. I've made all the mistakes. And I wrestled with for a long time of, you know, maybe there's no coming back from this. You know, maybe I've, maybe I've gone too far. You know, maybe I've, um, for lack of a better term, you know, I, I've checked too many boxes that now I'm, I'm a no-go as they say, you know? Um, and I would just say to people who know me or to, you know, listeners is that first of all, I truly believe I'm a changed man. 
I truly believe that, you know, the gospel has changed me. Um, and, you know, I would just say that my true belief is that you're not beyond repair and you're not beyond being redeemed. Um, and that, you know, the Lord is, is waiting for you with open arms and he, he wants to have that relationship with you. Um, and I'm not going to lie, our, our line of work is difficult. There's, there's moments of, you know, it's just difficult. You have to make tough decisions. And, um, again, I would just say that, you know, finding who you are in Christ is going to change your life. And I'm always here to talk about that, always. Cool. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. And again, like like we said, this is a little special episode. We want to get some people opportunity to hear from us and who we are. Uh, if you like these podcasts, we would ask that you would just get, take an opportunity and subscribe. Um, leave a uh, a rating. Leave a comment. Uh, and we uh, will meet back here next time with you guys. Yeah.